Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today I'm joined by William Branham, retired Navy SEAL and SEAL sniper instructor. William is the founder of Naked Warrior Recovery, a CBD company that's focusing on ending veteran suicide. He's an awesome public speaker and coach and shares his five SEAL secrets drawing from his 26 years of experience in the SEAL teams to train high performers and CEOs. But don't worry, that also directly translates to our conversation about wellness today. In today's conversation, we discuss how William's experience and knowledge can directly translate to facilitate healing. We explore the ins and outs of CBD, including how it can set the stage for healing and how to know if you're using the best products. William also shares how his get naked mindset is essential to develop for true wellness. William, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Stoked to be here. I am excited for our conversation. I I just know already it's going to be amazing. I want to start a little bit with story. I'd, I'd love for you to share. You have an incredible journey and you didn't just wake up one morning and decide you were going to you know, be this incredible coach and speaker and start a CBD company. So share your journey with us. <laughs> I'm not even sure where to start. Let's see. <laughs> if I go back in time, rewind a little bit, we'll, we'll go back to the summer of my 11th to 12th grade of high school. I grew up in a little town outside of Meridian, Mississippi, was very poor, had sort of a mediocre mindset. However, like very poor, like free lunches all through, you know, first through 12th grade poor. But I was heavily involved in the Boy Scouts, the Boy Scout organization I was a part of paid for me to go to this national jamboree. It happens every four years. I went to the event. I met a kid there. He had this vision of, you know, when he graduated from high school, he wanted to go to the Naval Academy. He wanted to fly F-14 Tomcats, like Top Gun, and he wanted to be a Navy SEAL. And I was like, dude, what's a Navy SEAL? I have no idea what that is, you know, because back then there was, I I didn't have cable. There was like four channels on my television. There was certainly no internet. I am very young, but uh, you know, it was, (laughs) internet's not that old. Young as he looks, ladies and gentlemen, because I have asked. And I Very almost young. fell off my stool. And, <laughs> and they weren't nobody was talking about Navy SEALs either. Like no, there were no there were yeah. no books. There was nothing. Maybe a couple of books from like Vietnam era, but not a, not a lot out there. And you know, there were you know, people I knew about Green Berets because John Wayne was a Green Beret in Vietnam, at least in the movie Green Berets. John Rambo was a he was an army ranger. So I knew about that. I had heard about you know, Marine Corps, scout snipers, maybe Marine recon. I'd heard of those things. I'm like, so, so, and I always knew I wanted to be part of some sort of small elite military organization. I just didn't know what that was. 
And so this kid was like, yeah, I don't be a Navy SEAL. And I'm like, what's that? And he explained it's the hardest military training in the world. They jump out of airplanes. They blow stuff up. They do all sorts of cool stuff. And I was like, yeah, where do I, where do I, how do I sign up for that? And so I came back from that trip and the Navy recruiter calls my house. Cause that's what they do. They're like cold calling, like trying to get their, their quota. And I'm like, you know, and every other, almost every other man in my family has been in the Navy. And I swore I would never join the Navy. Like, there's no reason for me to join the Navy. I don't want to be part of one of those big gray things that float out there in the ocean. So uh, the Navy recruiter calls. And uh, my initial thought was like, no way, but wait, I want to be a Navy SEAL. So I shared that with him. I'm like, I want to go to the Naval Academy. I want to fly up 14 Tomcats. I want to be a Navy SEAL. He's like, okay, why don't you come on down here to the recruiting station and and, uh, let's have a conversation. So he showed me this really cheesy movie about Navy SEALs. And uh, I was like, where do I sign? How do I let's let's go? Like, do I have to graduate high school? Can I start right now? I don't like. (laughs) And so I I joined the Navy, you know, with the full intent of going to the Naval Academy of flying F-14 Tomcats and becoming a Navy SEAL. I guess one out of three is not bad. So I eventually became a SEAL. The hardest. (laughs) Right. Whatever. This is, you know, I'm a low, low performer over here. One (laughs) out of three. Let's see. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So if I had a better mindset, maybe I, I would have you know, made it to the Naval Academy and flown F-14 Tomcats. But they did tell me when I joined the Navy that my hearing was so bad that I wouldn't be able to fly jets. Because uh, apparently you have to have good hearing. I don't know. But it, it hasn't gotten any better since then. So what's it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I, I, I eventually became a SEAL. I spent 26 years in the Navy serving in the SEAL teams and retired in 2018. When I retired, you know, when I went into the military, I had, you know, a vision of where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. Then I became, you know, got in the SEAL teams and I had a purpose, I had a mission and I had a team. And the day, the day that I retired from the Navy, I felt like I had lost everything. I equate it to that Avengers movie where Thanos snaps his fingers and the world, like the universe's population vanishes. And, and that's the way I felt. I was lost. I was like, you know, I have a bunch of baggage from my time, you know, both in the, in the, in the military and also some not so awesome relationships that I've been a part of. I call it baggage. And, and so the way I would like turn down this noise in my head is I would pretty much just drink myself to sleep at night. I had heard of this molecule called CBD, but, uh, I was afraid to try it because I am a child of Nancy Reagan's war on drugs. Just say no, <laughs> even though I am, I am very young over here. Just, just keep coming back. <laughs> young back. is an attitude, William. <laughs> you are young. Uh, and I have told you off. I have thanked you off air, but on air, I would like to thank you for your service. Thank you very much. Incredible. But so, so I, I tried CBD finally and I had, you know, it, it, I didn't notice anything. I didn't feel anything. It wasn't like, you know, drinking alcohol or anything like that. Just felt, you know, I had less noise in my head. So I was able to drink less and some of the pains in my body were just less bad. And, and so I was like, well, maybe the CBD thing has, you know, it's a good thing. And it was still very barely legal federally. So I think I tried it for the first time, April of 2019, and it became legal like December 20th, 2018. When hemp became legal, you know, federally, right. nationally, whatever. And so I, I was, so I, I ran out of that bottle that a buddy of mine actually gave me. And I started, you know, this noise started percolating, like more noise in my head, more pains in my body that I didn't even notice had left, or they just became less sharp, more dull. It started coming back. And I was like, well, maybe it was CBD. So I'll try a different brand. 
I had similar results and now I'm like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should, maybe CBD is my, my new mission, my new purpose, my new whatever. And so I, I, I went to this business conference. I met a girl actually from Colorado who was in the CBD industry. And I was like, so she asked like, how do you, how do you market CBD? Like, because I can't run ads. I can't do any of the traditional stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. And they were like, uh, you know, get athletes to say how great it is and things like that. And so all I could think of is like, you're the CBD girl. Maybe you're my next, like who I need to partner with in some way. And so I chased her down. That sounds a little weird, but I followed her. That Especially also sounds weird. You're a big guy. Um, <laughs> and I was like, and I cornered her. I, that also sounds weird. Maybe something like that. I don't girl. know how it happened. <laughs> But I was like, hey, you're the CBD girl, right? She was like, yeah. And I said, I want, I think I want to do CBD. And really what I wanted is for her to hire me, like hire me. Maybe you're, this is my new purpose, my new mission, my new whatever. And she was like, well, do you want to do A to B, B to B or B to C? And I was like, I don't know what those letters mean. I want to do CBD. Did you not hear me in the first place? So she laughed and said, well, why don't you just start your own CBD company? And I said, I don't know how to do that. And she leaned in and she said, you are a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. You can figure it out. So I asked her politely for my man card back. She <laughs> politely gave it back to me. And I went home and I Googled how to start a CBD company. And I found out very quickly that it's a really corrupt, very dirty industry. There's a lot of bad actors out there. A lot of like, let's get rich quick. Gas station CBD, probably not something you want to consume kind of like gas station sushi. You probably don't want to yeah. eat that either right. unless you live in Hawaii. Hot dogs. Like we, we <laughs> yeah. have, yeah, we have good, we have good sushi in, in 7-Eleven here, but I wouldn't do it anywhere else in the world just because we have the ocean right there. So, so anyway, so I started a CBD company called Naked Warrior Recovery. And then I was like, how, like I started it March 1st of 2020. Some other thing happened right around that same time. I can't remember what it was, but it, there was some weird stuff happening. And people were like, oh my God, how do I, so oh, one of my happy anniversary, by the way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't even realize that. Look at yeah, that. Just like that. Week. Yep. <clears throat> I should have had a sale. Maybe I'll have a sale just because of that. <laughs> the, so I, so I forgot. So I forgot, I forgot where I was going with the story. So, you know, being in the Start SEAL the team, company. being in the, being in yeah. the military my entire life, I have no idea how to like run a company. I mean, I kind of do it's, there's not really that much difference between, you know, leading men and, and doing things in the military. Like you, you get a budget, you get all these things. Well, I didn't know how to like market my, my product. And I was also still in the, the mindset of don't tell anyone what you do, who you are or anything like that, because that's just what they beat into us. Do right. not advertise the nature of your work, all this other stuff. Right. And so eventually I, I got kind of got over that. And, and in so a big now way. I, I Right. It, but it, it took a lot to do that. And and it's funny, like people that are outside, they don't understand that. You know, there it's, it's beaten into us. Do not advertise the nature of your work. Don't tell anyone what you do. Terrorists will come and kill you and your family and la, 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 whatever. So and I was I'm actually like, literally it, just thinking about this yesterday, knowing our conversation was going to happen today. That is exactly what was going through my head is like, huh, you know, he's just puts it all out there. Is that safe? Is that okay? Yeah, I do live on a rock in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's a, a lot of work to get here. And I travel all the time. So if they can find you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's see what else. So I I I didn't and I recognized that I didn't know how to market. And then a, a friend of mine who was doing business coaching 
well, you know, he had a like, hey, seven days to whatever, seven day master ignition mastermind, something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but I was like, yes, I'm going to, here's my, here's my money. I want to get on the calls. And so he, you know, taught me how to do some marketing and how to do some sales and things like that. Cause I had zero clue. And then I, that just perpetuated me into more other coaching programs and other coaches and uh, through that process of learning, you know, I have a, I have a PhD, a public high school diploma. So I'm very smart. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the same boat. (laughs) Right. So, so, and you know, that's, you know, when I was my last three years in the, in the, in the Navy, I was, I was running research and development for, for, you know, our command. And I would be in rooms with actual scientists and PhDs and super nerds. And they would go around the room telling, you know, everyone would introduce themselves and tell their background and whatever. And it would come to me and I was like, yeah, I'm, I have a PhD also, a public high school diploma. So if I ask dumb questions, it, hopefully you guys are okay with that. And so that always gave me a little more street cred when it, right. you know, they, th- I'm in the room because of the operational side and my experience there. But so I, I started coaching and, and or I've started with coaches and one of my coaches was like, bro, why are you, why don't you coach? I'm like, well, I don't have anything to say. Like, what do I, who am I going to coach? I'm like, who, who what do I know? Yourself? Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, bro, you got a lot to sell. You got a lot to say. You got a lot of whatever. And I'm like, okay, you say. And, and, and also, you know, one of my other coaches said, you need to get on podcasts. You need to get on every, like the biggest podcast you can get on. Like, that's how you're going to grow your brand since you can't run ads or anything like that. So over in the last 24 months, I've been on over 400 podcasts. I have also... Way to make me feel not at all special, William. Thank you. (laughs) I'm honored to be here. Honored. (laughs) Honored. I will not forget this podcast. I mean, you know, I started going back through and I'm like, oh, I was on that pod. I don't even know who that person was. Right. I've started to make a list. I've had had that as well. You know, asked me actually about a doctor yesterday and I'm, I'm like, oh, I really like her. And then I didn't, luckily didn't say it out loud, but I was like, did she do my podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, but I will not forget this one for sure. Well, you will stand Um, out in the crowd. So, right. And, and, and also one of my coaches and I, I got where I am because I hired coaches. I hired people to help collapse time to get me where I want to be and to help accelerate where I want to go. And so one of my coaches was like the same one who was like, you should be coaching. He also said, everyone in this group should be, should have a, what they call a signature, what he called a signature presentation. It's basically something, it's your TED talk. It's something Mm -hmm. you can do for, you can, you're an expert in, you can share for 10 minutes or you can share it for an hour and a half. And so I created, you know, the, the get naked mindset or five secrets to think like a Navy SEAL. And so now I, I give that presentation from stage internationally and I also do coaching. So all the things that I do right now are all the things that I said, you know, several years ago that I would never, ever, 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 never, ever do. I now I I coach people or advise, consult, whatever the word of the day is. So coaching is sounds it's starting to get become a dirty word. And yeah. as I'm like entering into the into the anybody, space, I'm like, well, oh my god! It's just because anybody can say they're a coach without right. anything, and they have no experience it. or yeah. any. Yeah, what what have yeah. you done? I even ask myself, like, what have I done? <laughs> Uh, a lot. So, so, so now I, I do consulting, coaching, advising, whatever you want to call it. I, I do sales. I was like, I will never do sales. I am not a salesman. I, yeah, I, I love selling. I love helping people and I love getting, and I would say, I would, I've never wanted to be one of those people standing on stage, like doing motivational speaking, like, and now I do that. 
So everything I said I would never do once upon a time is everything that I do now. Grow like and 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 being a and, and writing a book. I'm also writing a book. I'm like I don't, I don't have anything. So I'm actually writing two to two to three books. I have of one that I'm almost are. done right now. I'm co-authoring one. I have another one that's in the hopper once I finish the the first one, the, the co-author book. And then I'm I, you know, I'll probably do some sort of like planner of sorts. So there's there's three right there all things that I said I would never do. So I guess the, the moral of the story is never say never because you never know how you're, if you're ambitious in, in any way, for sure, leave the, like, leave opportunity open and and don't close your mind to, uh, to, to anything. I love that. And obviously we couldn't have different journeys or different <laughs> histories and different lives. But I think one of the things that that I so appreciate about you that I can relate to is, you know, here's something that helped change your life for the better. And now your life is about getting that out to people. And that's exactly why I do what I do. You know, I I took years to figure out how to reverse my autoimmune symptoms. And, and, you know, I love helping people expedite that process and, and, you know, to be a resource for them. And so I want to circle back to a, a couple points because listeners might still be like, okay, this guy sounds really cool. Why is he on Julie's podcast? <laughs> right. Because. <laughs> Because it's Julie, of course. Well, and also, you know, a full disclosure, I, I met William a few weeks ago and and I made the brilliant comment at one point a, a couple of days in of like, you are a brave man and then had to laugh and was like, oh, I guess you were trained for this because seven of us shared a house. The six of us were women. Most of us didn't know each other. And we had a blast. And and so anybody who can roll with that in such good spirit is okay in my book. So I wanted to touch on, kind of highlight a little bit of your pain points. Uh, most of us can't relate to, maybe we can relate to noise in the brain and anybody listening would probably rightly assume whatever noise is going on for them. It's you know not like, all of a sudden you were an Navy SEAL and now you're retired and your whole world, like you said, just kind of evaporated. But what you kind of really glossed over was you had a lot of chronic physical pain and you you said you were drinking yourself to sleep, but you also had sleep challenges. Right. And and it's it's kind of one of those, doesn't really matter how you, you know, your chronic pain came from the abuse your body took, you know, because you were. And apparently I still abuse it just in a different way. (laughs) So I want to touch on one of the things that you said is so brilliant because I think it's just human nature. You You noticed CBD was helping a little bit with the noise and a little, you know, maybe a little bit with the pain, but you didn't really notice just how much until you stopped and it returned. Like we we just assimilate, we do, and we, we tolerate. And, and so I want to just highlight that, you know, these are things that everybody with autoimmunity can relate to. I know, you know, you had anxiety, depression. I mean, anybody with chronic illness has, you know, I, I'm not saying, you know, diagnosable depression, but we've all experienced kind of that realm of, you know, mental health concerns, anxiety, if you don't want to say depression, you know, some kind of a mood (laughs) 
impact. And then, you know, that physical, the the pain and the not sleeping, I think are things that we can all relate to. And, and so for everybody listening, that was one of the main reasons because I adore William and will happily talk to him, but I can call him on the phone. We don't have to, we don't have to share this with you. And, and I think I shared with you when we were together, CBD was a really big part of my healing journey. I was still on many prescriptions, including painkillers, muscle relaxers, and high quality, and we're going to talk about this, high quality CBD really, really, not only did it reduce my my pain and help with that, I'm a biohacker, I'm a nerd, I, I'm showing my aura ring. I was already tracking my sleep when I started with the C. And what I noticed was at the right dose, all of a sudden I was getting my deep sleep doubled. It really impacted for me the quality of my sleep. I wasn't somebody who had problems falling asleep. I could, and I could sleep 13 hours and wake up exhausted. I woke up a lot because of pain, but so CBD people just, they need to know about it. And that's one of the reasons I love your message because, and we're going to talk a little bit too about, I, you know, not everybody may understand why you can't really market in the classic ways. Because it's legal, right. right? So what do you mean? According <laughs> to the US government, it's legal, but according to like every other social media platform, it's not. <laughs> so Facebook and, and so, yeah. And, and that's we share that similarity as well. I got I got videos pulled down because I made the statement the body can heal, which is apparently just as offensive as CBD. <laughs> so you know, they're so we need to get creative and have conversations right. like this. And so, for listeners that were scratching their heads, other than like, "Wow, this is cool," this is I why even, I wanted William to to come on today. I even had TikTok. TikTok. I I showed it's a it's a transdermal pen product that I carry, and I didn't even show applying it. I just so showed like, you know, this is one of the fastest ways to get CBD into your body and talked about it. And they like blocked that video. I was like, it's not, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't even like He's show you how to use it. Right. right exactly. It's like <laughs> illicit something like it, when TikTok does that, are you kidding me? All the crazy stuff that's on oh, that, my gosh. On that and, and misinformation and t- yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was crazy. You probably had a a, a question or something, but I well, I, I so I, I just I wanted to kind of underscore for listeners that that although CBD is effective and legal, that you know at, at least in avenues like social media, it really you get shut down if you try to market. Yeah. And and, and that it's, was it is it's interesting because it's a, it's a very saturated market. Like there's yeah. a I saw it I saw a a stat. A week or two ago, I'm going to mess up the number, but I'm going to say there's like over 340,000 CBD companies in the United States. Well, what? and that's, I, I when I was first discussing CBD with clients, they would say, "Oh, I tried it," and I, you know, well, "What'd you try?" Oh, my friend gave me a, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I don't know right. what it, you know." And maybe sometimes it was a good product. I don't know, but but let's talk about quality because it is so important. And full disclosure, I have tried your products. 
And I love that. And you know, because I know you see me placing orders. I'm like, I hand them out like candy. I'm like, try this, try that. And And, and I live in Colorado. So I have access to high quality and through functional medicine. I have access to high quality, but the attention to detail that you've put into your products, I believe makes them a step above and just more effective. Like they're just really effective. So far, I haven't found anybody I've given <laughs> given your products to that hasn't really been like, wow, this is different than any other CBD I've tried before. Um, so let's talk a little bit about sourcing and quality other than I, I can, and I'm, I'm not an affiliate. I, I'm not a, but I'm telling y'all if you're if this, if you're listening and you're still listening and you're interested in this conversation, the Naked Warrior products are are really top notch. So thank you very much. Out. Yeah. So I, b- before we talk about quality, I just want to talk about how you feel, or or like just like you said, like someone says, I tried CBD and it didn't really work for me. Right. P- you know, we we take vitamin C all the time. Do Do you know if that's working for you? Right. Not really. Right. Like, there's so many things that we consume. Is it really working for you? I don't know. Maybe. And so a lot of times, just like with me, like I took that first bottle of CBD, I didn't notice anything happening. And it was over time that like my sleep got better. The noise in my head went down. The pains in my body got less, but I didn't notice it until I stopped taking it. And I started like the noise started creeping back in the pains that I was like, oh, I, I didn't haven't felt that pain for like weeks. Oh, maybe it was a CBD. And then, you know, I let it kind of grow and like, okay, let's try another brand of CBD. And then I had similar results. So I can tell you without a doubt that it positively impacted my quality of life, but it wasn't something that I noticed, like take the product and you notice something right away. It's not like, you know, you have a a headache and you take ibuprofen. It, It doesn't work like that. It works on different pathways. It works on chronic inflammation. It works on the endocannabinoid system that's in your body, which is a giant neuroreceptor system that is connected to every other system in your body. So the reason that people have come out and said like, well, this cured my whatever, it cured my cancer. CBD doesn't cure anything. It helps reduce chronic inflammation. It helps bring your endocannabinoid system back into homeostasis, back into balance, which helps bring all the other systems back into balance so that your, your body can heal itself like it's supposed to which is the really the goal at the end of the day, like get away from big pharma and things like that. There are natural things out there and hemp or marijuana or whatever you want to call it was legal until about a hundred years ago. Right. And, and that we could, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but it has been used for thousands of years as medicine. And then, you know, there was anyway, so uh-huh, we'll, we could get into the whole, <laughs> We can talk about it or not. I never knew you to be so politically correct, William. <laughs> but that would take us another hour. If we could, it would take us a long time, right? We have the same conversation. It comes up all the time with when we're talking about you know the food industry, the just the whole pharmaceutical power right. house. But it, I, I, I love so many things that you said, especially because you are so educated about this, and and I am not. And you just described exactly the only way I've been able to describe to people, you know, the the anti-inflammatory properties combined with this balancing, because I've had people say to me, well, you know, how can it do all those things? Or, 
you know, what if I need something different than somebody else? And it's, well, it's the balance in the endocannabinoid system that works like, you know, feels like magic if somebody's saying, well, how can it do this and that and that and this? And I like that you highlighted, you know, it's not like, oh, you know, take an ibuprofen, headaches gone necessarily. But I will say, and and maybe we're not talking apples to apples, I think because I live in Colorado and because it was even, you know, it was legal here before it was legal federally, there was all kinds of CBD stuff popping up. And when I would ask people, well, you know, how much actual CBD was in your product, they'd say, I don't know. I have no idea. And that's where I get into that quality of, and what else is in the product? Because are you driving inflammation with crappy ingredients and you're, you know, so that's where I'm like, to you, it's obvious that there's a certain quality standard and, and we just need to kind of give it a chance to notice what it's doing. And, 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 and so just to kind of address the quality, you know, when I, when I, when I first started investigating CBD, I found out, you know, that the, that the industry is very dirty. You know, the FDA would go out and do spot checks and they would find that, you know, most of the products on the market, this it's been a while. So the, the industry has cleaned up quite a bit, but it, it's still out there. The FDA would go out and they would do spot checks and they would find that most of the more than 70% of the products either didn't have CBD in them. They didn't have the CBD. They said they had in them. They had high levels of THC that was outside the legal limit of 0.3%. They had heavy, like high levels of heavy metal, mercury, arsenic, pesticides, herbicides, things like that. So it was like, if you're, if you're putting something in your body to be a medicine and I'm using air quotes here, medicine, I'm not making medical claims, but if you're putting something (laughs) into your body to be a medicine, to feel better, uh, (laughs) right. You, you, you don't want to be putting a bunch of poison in your body at the same time. Right. So when, when I went out and found my suppliers. I was very, I found not great suppliers and I found the highest quality suppliers. And I still use these same suppliers today because these are the suppliers that really drove the industry in the direction that it has gone to help clean itself up. And so, you know, one of the distinctions, even the the biggest names of CBD that you see out there today, they were not doing what we were doing. And that was, you know, you, you harvest the plant, Ooh, we just we we lost power yesterday and we couldn't oh. use, lose power today. I'm just we we got big winds. I don't know what's going on here in Hawaii, but a lot of rain and big winds. So no hurricanes. Sounds but, like an island. Right? It's, it's tropical, <laughs> tropical paradise. So so what we found is is so what we would do is we would the har- harvest the plant and then extract the oil and send that oil off to for independent third party lab to be tested to make sure, you know, it you know, doesn't have any mold or heavy metals or anything like that you don't want to be putting in your body then we would run it through the manufacturing process turn it into a tincture turn it into a soft gel turn it into an energy drink powder turn it into a topical and then we would test it again everyone was testing in the first in the, on the front end right no one was testing on the back end so they never knew what was actually in the product that they the were final selling product yeah and you know when sense. i first started i would go around and i would you know i'm sharing talking about cbd and it was kind of popular and people were buying from, from different places. And they were like, well, what do you think about this brand or that brand? I'm like, okay, well send me their website. And so I would look and, you know, we put, I, I, I get a little lazy sometimes, but we put a QR code on 
every one of our products. So you can go and scan that QR code, look at the the lot number. We we test every single lot that comes out. And Another so I would look at websites. Difference. I would look at websites and they would have like a certificate of 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 testing Five years on there. Old. <laughs> and it was like not even a product that they carried. It was right. like something they did. We test every single batch that comes out, every single lot that comes out. And we post that on the website and we we have that. I don't always post it on my on my website, but it is posted on, on the big website that has like what all, all of the testing. So you just scan the QR code and uh, put the lot number of the product that you're using and you can see exactly what's in it, how much CBD in is, is in it. We, we, we usually put about 10% more than what we say on the label just because more is... More is not always better, but more is not going to hurt you. For sure, gotcha. you don't want to have less. And you know, also looking for all those those toxins, any to make sure there was no contamination in the manufacturing process because that has happened, and we only caught it because it happened. Like we 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 tested and we're like, hey, we got to fix this. This Hold is not okay. Line. So yeah, right. So Which, and nobody else was doing that. Yeah, and so the industry has started to shift to do that 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 second test of the final product. Just to say specifically, like, hey, this has what it what we say it has in it. Yeah, and to show is, you the quality that we're trying to deliver. And so I would say if listeners, you know, for whatever strange reason, don't want to check out the Naked Warrior products, if at some point you're interested in, in, in you know, testing out CBD in your body, you that's to me the gold standard. You've got to look for that the testing and you've got to look for the final product testing. Yeah, and that's 100%. why three, five years ago, even though it was available here, it, it was, I mean, it was a crapshoot. People didn't know what they were getting, you know? And, and so that's, it's, I think one of the reasons why also your products are, if I have this right, is, and I believe discussed it, I think, and it seems to be my experience, your products are consistent. In other words, it's not CBD per container and you each gummy, say if somebody gets the the gummies, each gummy, you know, one gummy may have none and one gummy has all of it, which is a very common thing here. You know, even going to a dispensary, even a dispensary that sells medical marijuana, the right. products that are in there, it's, it's per container. So you're not, there, there's no consistent dosing, serving right. size, it, it, no consistent right. serving size. Right. And so, and, and that's the way that they're tested. They're tested, you know, it's just a random, random yeah. containers are pulled out. They're sent off to the lab and they're randomly tested. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's how we, how we show the consistency. That's how we, you know, we measure what we have in the product. Yeah. Which is amazing. I, well, I think I know the answer. <laughs> I think the main answer is yes, but different you sell you have a variety of products different applications different delivery systems are there some that are better for certain things like you mentioned the pen is the fastest acting like you so the 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 transdermal pen the, the m60 is a it's the quickest way to get cbd into your body outside of an enema. An enema is number one. It's the quickest way to get it into your blood. A vape is number two. We were looking at doing vapes, but it was too, there's too much weird stuff going on with that. So yeah, we, 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 we stepped marks. away from it. Good. Yeah. It's so we, so we stepped away from that. 
the transdermal pen is number three and a tincture under the tongue is number four. Yeah. Now, so the, the soft gels that we produce, they have a, a nano emulsion. We use a nano emulsion technology. It's a, it's a pharmaceutical grade emulsifier. So basically, let's just say like a drop of CBD is like the size of a basketball. It's very hard to get that that oil into this body of water that we that we carry around with us. Right. So what we do is we agitate the oil and then we add this emulsifier. So it basically takes that basketball size drop of oil and turns it into like ten thousand golf balls. Little drops. So it's easier for the body to absorb the, 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 the nano emulsion soft gels into the system into, you know, to help it cross the blood brain barrier. We use MC2 oil to, to help it cross the blood brain, blood brain barrier on the delivery system. So the the other thing with the, with the transdermal pen is it passes that first pass metabolism. So it's, it's really microdosing CBD. Not like in the, the mushroom kind or psilocybin <laughs> kind of right. microdose. Not that the, like I, it's interesting. I've had in the last week, I've had three very different conversations about that. All positive. I'm like, right. Maybe, maybe that's, that's another thing. That's not what I'll, we're I'll talking about. At. Right. Not what we're talking about today. So yeah. it's, it's, so the, the pen delivers a, a, a exact measurement of four milligrams of CBD, which is, and it goes, you know, straight into the bloodstream, which is really about what you get when you take 25 milligrams of CBD. Okay. So it, interesting. So because so it passes it bypasses that first pass metabolism, so it goes straight into the bu- bloodstream and it doesn't get lost in in other places of the body or just kind of get passed through. Gotcha. Thank you for that. But it's all huh. they're they're all kind of in, in some of the best feedback I've gotten with the transdermal pen isn't like, "Oh, my recovery is better or anything like that." It's like more like my carpal tunnel says or my arthritis in my hand or things like that has it's like completely wipes it out when I, when I use that product and I'm like, awesome. That's fantastic. It is awesome. It's, it's incredible. It, it really is. And I, I, you know, seeing you move around, you don't look like a guy who, I mean, I would, people would say probably, I hope you can say, they'd say the same about me. You don't look like somebody who lived with chronic pain for a long time. Right. And so, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is because the body can heal. We can heal. There are tools, there are, you know, programs, structures, but we have to support the body. And and the CBD is such a good, Can you, I, in my opinion, I think, it's possible to heal without CBD most times. I think, I think there are some, some things, but again, we're all about like who want, I I don't know. It took me like six years to go from full of pain to pain free. And why, why would you want to spend all that time? Why not shortcut with something your body has and needs anyway? You don't always know what what's working and what's not. I, I just say that CBD is a modality. Yeah, it's a it's a tool and it's the a toolbox. really effective a modality. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I want to talk about. You know, I wanted to get into a little bit of the quality conversation and you know make sure listeners really understand we're, we are talking about something that reduces inflammation and balances systems to allow for healing. But now I want to flip the conversation a little bit because I really. I want to know, I don't want people to be intimidated. You're this Navy SEAL. You do this like incredible training you have. This is the, you know, you're calm because we can't move around a lot, but what is the get, the get naked mindset and 
you know, how, how can we benefit from understanding that? So, uh, so I was going to throw some jokes out there and I, I stopped myself. <laughs> and I, I should have worn Julie, my I'm hat. Sure you, yeah, right? <laughs> so get naked is it's, you know, it's, it's about taking that armor off that ego that you carry around that mask that you're hiding behind, whatever it is, t- take that off. And so that you can find, and this was for me, how it worked for me. So you can find the healing that you actually need. You know, if you're, if you're continuing, so in, in the SEAL teams, we go into combat, we go into harm's way, we put this, you know, we put our body armor on, we put our helmet on, and we we go out there and and we take the fight to the enemy. And sometimes that armor saves our life. And we're grateful that we have it. And we come back, we take that armor off, we hit the showers, we rest, we recover, we get ready for the next mission. In life, we never do that. We, 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 you know, pain is cumulative. Mm-hmm. So if I were to like tap you in the arm, for like an hour, you're going to be like, that's really bugging me. If I kept keep doing it for a week, you're like, it's going to leave a bruise. And over time, you know, I stopped tapping you in the arm and all of a sudden, you know, you have this bruise and a, and a gentle spring breeze blows your clothes and it hits your arm. You're gonna be like, oh my God, that's so much pain. And that's just sort of the way that like, it wasn't like big trauma. It was like over right. and over repetitive trauma. And so we end up like putting up this shield and that trauma can come from it, like any it can come from like, you know, a, a, a disgruntled coworker or a family member or whatever it is. And you just like always feel like you're like under attack. And so, so you, you put up the shield and so get naked is about taking that, taking that wall down, exposing yourself, becoming vulnerable so you can find the healing that you need. So that's, that was where it started. But, you know, when I went back and I, I talked earlier about, you know, one of my coaches saying everyone here needs a, a signature presentation. I was like, okay, well, what if I take naked and turn it into an acronym? And so I turn naked into an acronym and the acronym stands for the N is for never quit. The A is accept failure. The K is to kill mediocrity. The E is expose your fears and the D is do the work. And so, and I, you know, and, and this is a, a presentation I get from stage and, and, and I, you know, I, I, I talk about this as five secrets to help you think like a Navy SEAL. And I, you know, explain each each letter of the acronym and what it means and how you can apply this to your life using lessons that I learned from the SEAL teams, from SEAL training and, and, and things like that. And I love, so we haven't talked about this before. And, and so I'm really excited that I was right. <laughs> and in that this applies to all a, all of us and B, especially our listeners, because we have to put that armor down, that shield down, the wall, whatever you want to call it, to heal. And right. everybody has one. And I love that you brought up, you know, you mentioned the coworker that we may not know. It could be trauma from childhood. It doesn't have to be capital T, you know, I right. a combat vet trauma. It, it can be all those little things that become our belief systems that stack stack that wall raise that shield up and it is sometimes the hardest part of a healing journey and, and you, also and you said it earlier essential. you said it you, you you said it earlier like we're we're we are resilient i forgot the language you used but it was like we just we adapt we get used to right pain we get used to yeah. you know putting that shield up or, you know, creating more of a barrier between us and things that we assume are going to maybe hurt us. And so that's what it's, that's what really get naked is about. It's like, 
recognize it first and then take it down. But you sometimes you have to be brave, brave enough to do that. I was not brave enough pretty much my entire adult life. Right. Actually, even before, before that, as a child, I was not brave enough to do anything like that. I was like, I, I, I never show weakness ever the end. And it wasn't until I, it was, I had a, a leader in the SEAL teams where he let every, I, he let everyone know, like I looked up to him tremendously. And one day he said, yeah, I, I'm having some trouble over here. I need some help. So I'm going to go find some help. And, and, and I was like, oh, he's going to get eaten alive. And no one, no one like really went after him for weakness or anything else. And I was like, so he actually gained more respect because he said, right. Hey, I need help. Right. And then I retired and I was still like, I don't need help. I'm, I'm a man. I'm tough, whatever, <laughs> whatever nonsense that you, we tell card. ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I'll get my man card back. So, and, and so I was on, I remember I was on clubhouse. Mm-hmm. If that platform is still around. I'm not sure. And, I was- right. In the beginning. And, and, and I, I was in a room and I somehow I was talking to someone. She was a psychiatrist, psychologist person. I don't know the difference. Shrink. She was a shrink person, not to be politically incorrect, but she was a shrink. Oh, and she asked it. me a question. She said, she said, so how do you feel when other people ask you for help? How do you feel like when you help other people? I was like, I feel awesome. That's great. I'm like, it's the best thing ever, Blah, whatever. She was like, well, well, why are you robbing other people of that opportunity? Oh, I, love awesome. it. Love I was like, I don't, I don't like you. We're not talking anymore. <laughs> you, wait, you're not silly. invited. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, so then I had to, then, then I had to be brave enough to ask other people for help. Well, and I, I, I love still don't like it, 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 but yeah. It doesn't necessarily, you know, may stay uncomfortable, but I will say this, the, yes, it takes bravery to step into that. How are the rewards? Awesome. Yeah. It's huge reward, right? And and that is where the healing is. That is where true connection is, where good relationship. I mean, that's, it is. So contrary, you know, all of that stuff we do to protect ourselves. And I, I love that that you were just directly asked that question because that is something, and it's funny, like I thought I, and I've done a lot of work, a lot of personal development, a lot of healing, all kinds of healing. And about five and a half years ago, I broke my right shoulder. I'm right-hand dominant. Uh, I had just built the place I'm living in now. I had just brought my horses home <laughs> and I was say, you know, had to take care of them. You know, again, been single 20 years post-divorce, pretty independent, you know, to me, I, there was a stake in the ground, you know, like you were brave. I was independent and that experience somehow all the work I had done, just things lined up where I finally understood it wasn't about that story of like being a burden to somebody or, you know, guilting them. It whatever, whatever all the, I probably had a million stories around it, but the gift of allowing others to support us as we enjoy doing for other people. Right. It, it's yes. so, but we all have some form of that story. Yeah. And so I love that you brought that up because again, like our lives, couldn't have been more different, but at the same, you know, there's these threads that, that you've never been to combat. You've never gone over. 
Well, have you, you, met, my, have you met my ex-husband? I'm not sure. We could um, trade stories, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I, yeah, we we have chatted. We don't need to chat about that on air. But no, I have not <laughs> experienced combat. And funny enough, I didn't make it through buds. I don't know why. Yeah, really weird. You know, I've been to Coronado. Does that count? <laughs> totally, hundred percent. Yeah, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean that's where it happens. But but this is see the the juiciest part of the conversation. I, I think is the the part that people need to hear. And it's probably the part where people are like, I'm done listening now. This feels uncomfortable. Lean into that discomfort, you know, be be brave, right. be bold. But the the whatever the fears are around dropping that shield, the rewards are exponential. Yeah, 100 percent Yeah. I mean, I literally could not imagine the things I that I have an experience in my life now. And I know none of them would be here without having dropped my shield and not to, and then maybe that's part of the dance. You know, I probably like, you know, you lower it a little bit and you put it back up, but right, yeah, decades. Of, oh, it's scary. Is, oh my God. It's scary. Safe, you know, right. But that is where the true healing is, is hiding. So I love that. What is. How can people find you? So, you know, Naked Warrior, the CBD products are, again, amazing. Yes, personal endorsement. They're, they are. They're me. And I've been using CBD for a long time. High quality CBD. What you're doing. And I have to add this part, too. I'm somebody who's always shied away from something like a gummy or a chewable or a, because ingredients are always nasty and dirty. Right. And, and and people who know me are like, she, it's nothing. I, I eat those. They're <laughs> you're, you you just your quality is is. But then, you know, how can people learn more about you? Like, where is? And we'll have all your links and things. But I know I listen to podcasts when I'm on the go. So I want you to verbally tell us the best place to find you if people want to learn more. I think for, for, for CBD, for Naked Warrior Recovery, you can go to nakedwarriorrecovery.com. But if you don't want to write naked into your, into your search engine, you can write NW-recovery. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like, oh, maybe people don't want to write naked into their Smart. things. Or oh, if they misspell something, who knows what they're going to Who find. knows what's good. Yeah, exactly. So so it's NW-recovery. Because if you go to NW-recovery, it's like Northwestern Rehab yeah. or something like that. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. I was like, ah, okay, so it's NW-recovery or Naked Warrior Recovery for CBD. If you want to learn more about Five Seal Secrets, go to fivesealsecrets.com, the number five, fivesealsecrets.com. Put your name and email on there. I'll send you a, it's a PDF. It's about seven, seven or eight pages of, you know, really kind of breaking down what Naked really stands for, how you can implement it into your life. And, you know, I think I'm most active social media wise on Instagram. I am getting ready to launch my own podcast. Woo! It's funny. It's funny. I'm 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 struggling on whether to call it that the Naked Warrior podcast or the Five Seal Secrets podcast. So ah. I like it's like weird little things like that. Like which 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 way do I go? I don't know. So yeah. I, 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 or I'm working on that. It doesn't matter really what I call it as long as I you know, just produce as long good, as you good know content. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't let yeah, that yeah. be the excuse for right. not. Getting it's it it's out not. There. It's it's yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. Some and, of it's and, like, oh my God, what if I say something dumb? Like, you stop being, stop being a baby. It's time to get naked. Done and, how many? And, and yeah. Let's roll. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. and and I love the, the again at this point in the conversation for listeners to 
many probably would have been like, why would I go to five seal secrets? You know, like, why? like that's so, but now you guys understand, you know, why William's here and I get that PDF, get that resource because this is work we all have to do. And it's ongoing work because the shields do creep back up if we're not careful. Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so all, we're never always done. working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Always moving forward. Always. Yeah. And, and, and doing, you know, being scared. That's okay. Fear's right. okay. It's, it's, what do you do with it? Yeah. Do you yeah. let it control you or do you control it? I like that. Sound like a Navy SEAL. <laughs> what is, we always wrap with one step listeners can take today to, to start to move the needle in their health and health could be that, you know, anything. So I would say, I like, I like this analogy. So I like making bold adjustments. Mm. So, and, and what I mean by that is when I was teaching sniper school and I went back to the, to the platoons and, and I, since I was the, the, the senior sniper on the team or in the platoon or the task, unit, you know, whichever group I was a part of at the time, every time we, we started, you know, we would go deploy, we'd come back, we would maybe go to some schools and then we'd start our work up again maybe get new rifles, new guns, we'd have to cite them in or, you know, we'd have leadership that would, you know, they would have like a, a tour of, of, of desk time. And then they'd show back up in the, in the platoon and not really know the best way to cite in their weapon. You would not think that Navy SEALs would have a hard time with that. Some, some do. And so we would be out there in the range and guys were, you know, and I could recognize them very quickly, even guys showing up to sniper school, you know, or we, they would get new guns and we would teach them how to sight their guns in and, and things like that, their rifles in. And what would generally happen is they would be shooting at the target. They have the bullseye and their impacts are hitting over here. And they would make these minor adjustments, small adjustments, and it didn't seem like their impacts were ever really moving. And so I would I would see this happening and they would think that their gun was broken or their scope was broken or something was not working properly. Sounds like me. This sight right? is off. Yeah. This is not it's, it's not it, I swear it's not me. I'm like okay. So I would I would say can I see your your gun and I would make these just unreasonable adjustments to their optic. And they were like dude you i think you broke my like i'm like just do me a favor and like take a few shots just give me you know give me three rounds on on paper see where see where your impacts are and so what would happen is their impact would move across the paper past the bullseye but it would actually be very close to the bullseye like much closer than what they were making these small adjustments right so then they could make the small adjustments into the bullseye but they had to make these almost like the wrong thing almost like doing the wrong thing making the wrong adjustment to to actually move, like almost do the opposite of what's correct. So when you're stuck or you're struggling or whatever, sometimes the, the right thing to do is just to do, make bold adjustments in the direction where you maybe think that you shouldn't be going. Go in that direction and see what happens and then make minor adjustments to get back where you, to get yourself on target where you need to be. I love that. And that is, you know, definitely not one that we've heard <laughs> before. And it makes so much sense. It it really does. You know, I, I see, we talk a lot about, you know, small steps leading to big change, but I, I love this as well, because sometimes people hear that and they're, you know, they're doing what they think they should do. You know, I've heard I should do this and I've been doing it. I don't notice any, you know, and so I, I love the, and it may not, you know, I'm, it doesn't necessarily have to do with 
food or you know any of the things but it also well, comes, it, 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 it totally it can, can be. be i mean oh, it you can know, be. no you that's just, what i'm saying you, you, you look at the you look at where... the like old school food pyramid <laughs> and, and you know right. carbs and fats and proteins and whatever and what yeah lots of people and not true for everyone but lots of people you know switch over to like a, a, a ketogenic diet Right. Lots of fats. Or at least paleo. Very few so carbs. we're getting rid of that big grain. Right. Band, it's something. You know? Anybody right. listening and, and, is and, not thriving. And like moving in that care. direction, which yeah. is like, what you're like, what? That's like, right. that's not what I, like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Is it? Or. <laughs> right. I, right. So, and, and yeah. so for lots of people, that's like a, that's a, that's a bold adjustment. That's a big, like big step right. in the opposite, in the wrong direction. Right. So just kind Seemingly. of like thinking about it, like like that like if yeah. you've already if you already like moved in that direction you're like oh of course it is but people who haven't it's a right. big step for them it, to go oh. in, in in that sort of that direction just using that as as an example you picked that's the example they hear from me all the time because in addition to the things i was eating that were causing inflammation i grew up low fat and so when i went and i keto was a huge part of my healing journey it's not, it's not the answer for everybody, but for me, my body was so fat deprived and I, you know, I learned and I read and I, I would gag the fat down. Like It felt so wrong <laughs> and it was a big, bold step and it like a light switch. It, it just flipped my brain back on and helped my pain. And so I love that, that, you know, it doesn't mean like go out and eat 10 Big Macs because, you know. William that, said, "Be that, bold." <laughs> right? Yeah, like in in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or go try it and like see how you feel. And oh, see I feel how like, proud I feel you like feel. Shit. Exactly. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do that ever. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, William, you know that I could talk to you for hours, but we're gonna we're gonna get you on your way so you can attend to your other commitments. I'm so grateful that you joined us today. I really, you gave so Thank much you. value and, and for listeners, like seriously find him, whether it's on social website, get the PDF, try the products that you, you will be surprised. So we, who knew, Thank you, very much. you know, a Navy SEAL could really help us all heal. I love it. Who, who knew? Who knew? Bold adjustments, big steps. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode, at least almost as much as I did. And if you're not already, hop on over to Instagram, follow me at julie.michelson, and you can find William there too. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast helping you take your power back.